1: of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Um, happy holidays! Oh my god, it is December 25th, so, no... You're not getting a new episode. But my gift to you is this beautiful rerun of a very f- favorite episode you're going to love. If you've heard it before, you're going to re If you haven't, welcome. Enjoy. Maybe you should go listen to more episodes that you haven't listened to while you actively avoid your family. And if you don't want to do that, my favorite thing to do, I have two favorite things that I like to do on the holidays um, when I need to do self-care. One is masturbate in my old childhood bed because memories when I was addicted to masturbating and, true story, I'll talk about it later, and two, I like to shave my pubes because that way there's always a little part of you for your parents at home that they can never get rid of.
2: Okay, so, I'm a lesbian. Love it. (laughs) Here for it. Um, But I didn't, know that so much through childhood mm-hmm. um which maybe like i should i've been thinking about it a lot lately and there were things i did during childhood where i'm like i should have maybe known <laughs> like i used to always want to play family with my friend megan and to me playing family was just like taking all your clothes off and kissing <laughs> each other's boobies
1: <laughs> I just, that might have been a giveaway <laughs> yeah
2: and now i'm like yeah okay yeah i should have <laughs> known um but in 2010, I'd been living in Chicago for like one year and I'd made a friend in comedy and she confided in me that she thought she might be gay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I'd never said it out loud to anyone before I was 23. And I said, I think I might be too, but I don't know. So we decided there was no way to find out unless <laughs> we need to find a woman to kiss and to have sex with. Um, But we really did not want to do that in Chicago because that could ruin our comedy careers.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. It's a very uh, young kid thing to be like this will this could be bad, but like I-
2: don't tell my family or the open mic. <laughs> <laughs> but so we we start doing some research and we bought tickets to New York City. And we we're like <laughs> we're going on a pussy hunt um <laughs> to New York and Oh God, we got there and we're staying at the hot, the pink hostel. We got here to New York. We're staying mm-hmm. at the pink hostel, and I've told everybody I'm just I'm just gonna go there and do open mics. I want to go and do comedy, but I'm actually just looking for a woman to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought flannel shirts. We didn't have any. We thought maybe you couldn't get in a gay bar if you didn't have one. <laughs> um, I thought for a long time I was gonna have to get a weird haircut, and I just don't know <laughs> if I can do asymmetrical <laughs> haircuts, but. I really thought that was like a qualifier. Um, but <laughs> we got our flannels, and we found out the Cubby Hole, that that was like the number one yep. lesbian bar. Yeah. Yeah. So we showed up to the Cubby Hole at 930, and <laughs> we got in, and I was like, oh, my God. It's like there's going to just be titties and love, and it's going to be my night. And I walk in, and everyone just looks like pissed off that we're there. And it's just these old lesbians like, angry really pissed off like they all lost their <laughs> softball game that day like just <laughs> so fucking mad and so we're standing. i got my bud light and i'm standing <laughs> in a corner in my flannel and um i'm like there's nobody our age everyone's mad at us <laughs> and i start looking around and i finally i see this girl our age and she was so beautiful and i was like oh my god this is this is gonna be it this is gonna be the girl and she starts to walk over and i'm like oh is she gonna talk to me and she talks to my friend. She has real interested in my friend. So I'm like, all right, I'll just stand here with my Bud Light and then. Um and my friend goes off with her and I'm standing there, standing there, and I look across the corner and Ricky Lake was sitting in the corner of the cubby hole. And I was so excited. How
1: I could you like, not be? Yeah,
2: I'm like, Oh my god, my first time like with Ricky Lake. <laughs> I was really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I loved Ricky Lake, like really loved Ricky Lake. I used to sneak when I was a kid and watch the Ricky Lake show. You oh know, I mean, I was like, I'd i be in front of the TV, like quietly like, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. <gasps> oh my God. And I loved the movie Cry Baby. Was obsessed with Cry Baby.
1: I didn't see that until college and I was like, how did I miss this movie? So good. Yeah.
2: I'm like... I uh, started thinking I'm like, that's definitely Ricky Lake but then I'm like, I don't know, Ricky Lake wouldn't be here. So I was like, I'm just gonna go talk to this woman. So I walked over to her and I was like, Excuse me, has anyone ever told you you look just like Ricky Lake? And she was like, I am Ricky Lake <laughs> <laughs> And then I asked her to take a photo with me, um, and I had a disposable camera in my backpack. So we got that I still have this photo. Um <laughs> Got my photo with Ricky Lake and then she quickly informed me that the reason she comes to this bar is because people leave her alone. Oh no. Uh, so <laughs> thank you for my photo. I'll go back to my corner with my button light and my flannel now. Um so it gets from run- we've been there since nine thirty. It gets to about one thirty in the morning and my friend comes over and is like, I'm going home with this girl. And I was like, All right, well, we got a lot of tours tomorrow, so <laughs> you know i guess i'm just gonna head on back to the hostel and she was like you can't head back to the hostel there's there's lots of lesbians in here you have to find someone we're not gonna know unless we have sex with a lesbian you have to find a lesbian to have sex with so we can find out if we're really gay (laughs) and so i start looking around and i see at the back end of the bar is this woman and she was a large woman. And I'm not, like, body shaming. I ain't saying this was a fat woman. This was a big bitch. This mm-hmm. was, like, some Amazonian. Like, um, very tall. Yeah, like, very, I'm like, a, like, like linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Xena warrior princess, but, like, falling down drunk and blonde hair. I was, that's um, kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> she started doing this, like, I've made eye contact, but then it started, like, doing this, like, wink at me. This wink and then, like, some tongue. I'm sticking the tongue out and I'm like I don't know if that's a tick or she's interested. I think she's interested. So walked over and I just I just I had no idea what to say and I just blurted. I was like, Hey, um so what are what are you are you bisexual? Are you lesbian? Are you what are you I'm I think maybe I'm a bisexual (laughs) and she was and this woman looked at me and said, Um well, I'm 100% a lesbian. Uh, I might fall on a dick like once a year, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, "My first time will be with you." Uh, and <laughs> so I go back home with this woman, and like I knew New York apartments were small. You know, like I was like, I now live in one now, so I know they are. They're small, but I just was didn't know what I was getting into and we come up, and she was like, if you need the bathroom later, it's right here in the hallway, because it was like a communal one.
1: Oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. one of those.
2: And then she like, looks at me and goes, shh. (laughs) Before she (laughs) opens the door, (laughs) and she opens the door, and she lived, it, it was a closet, she lived in a closet with a bunk bed, and she was like, shh, and pointed to the top bunk, and there was someone sleeping on the top bunk. Oh my God. And I was like, and so i'm just like whispering like do you want to talk a little bit first or anything and she ripped my flannel off she ripped the buttons she ripped it off of me and then like wwe style like threw me onto the bottom bunk and was like he doesn't mind if we're a little loud and and oh it's just it was i mean it's hilarious now but it, in the moment it was not it was not very funny, and then she was like, "You like these titties and like like somebody like smacking you in the face with their titties." Like <laughs> it was really intense, and then and she wore herself out though. She fell asleep real quick. She she just really, <laughs> yeah, she did a lot of work. Um, <laughs> so she fell asleep, and I stood. I just laid there awake until the sun came up, and then I was like, "Well, I can leave now." You know, like yeah, the sun's up, the that means you're allowed to leave. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude. I mean, I'm, you know, and I was like, "Well, I don't know. I don't." Well, she seems very asleep, so I figured I would just like write a little note.
1: Oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah,
2: I wrote a note and I said, "Thank, thanks for that." That's when I wrote, "Thanks for that," <laughs> <laughs> and put it on the microwave that was right beside <laughs> her head in her closet, and um, and then I left and I went to Rockefeller <laughs> Center for your tour. For my snl tour <laughs> which is a fun tour i've taken it it's a good one it's really good but i was hurting bad like walking walking there i mean i literally look like john wayne or something like like i was in an old cowboy western walking into like, rock yeah yep. oh
1: my god oh my god oh my god
2: i got there i met my friend and like the whole time i'm thinking like this is what lesbians do this <laughs> is what i'm thinking my friend has had the exact same experience as i've just had and so I sit down, and I was like, whoo, how was your night? And she just said, it was the most beautiful night of my life. Holy sh- And you were like, what? <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah. She said they made out and made out and made out. They didn't end up having sex. But they did uh, watch the sun rise together and had um, the most deep, intense conversation she's ever had in her whole life. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> and then she was like, how was your night? And you were like, do you know lesbians do it doggy style? Like, I, I, Let's go see this tour. I don't know what else to say. Oh. Yeah.
1: Did they keep in contact? Because obviously you guys didn't. I think, um, no, we
2: did not. Um... <laughs> I, I'm, when I moved to New York, I made my girlfriend go with me to the hall. I was like, I was like, I just need to bring it back full circle.
1: <laughs> so first off, like, thank you for coming on. And <gasps> the story, and like the story that I just recorded, just reminds me of like. This is why there needs to be real talks about all sexualities to kids because you don't understand what you don't know. Yeah, like how would you ever figure it out? Like I, like you just, the, like one of the reasons like I do this podcast is because it's I, back to what you said. Like in the moment, you were you were not happy and a lot of times that's what happens in these stories is that it was like what the fuck just happened is like yeah. the general theme and it takes a couple of maybe months or years to really look back and be like whoa that's hilarious but like you want, I want people to understand that this happens to all of us in very different ways but the same theme is it was awkward, it was weird, how do I talk about this? Mm-hmm. Like. And I've never heard the same story twice, and like I've never heard a story like that, and it's just like, but it like affected you to the core, you know? Yeah. And so, like, when did you think, if you uh, have a specific moment that you're like, oh, this is like good sex, like this is what it's like? Like, when did, you, when were you like, oh, no, 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 I can, I can do this. It's not finger blasting from behind. <laughs> if that's not what I want it to be, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. I think it, it took a long time. I think I still tried to push it away, and for a long time, I was like, I'll just be bisexual. And I was, I'm was. sober now. I was a heavy drinker for a long time, and I would have sex with men, but I wouldn't. Now, like, when I go back and think, I would always do it reverse cowgirl, because I think, like, I could imagine mm-hmm. they had boobs. And mm-hmm. isn't that kind of? And I never wanted to like date a man, but it's just like okay, if I get drunk enough, that's just like so much easier, and because it would make me feel so much more vulnerable. To and like if a man rejected me, I'm like ah whatever, but a girl like that was yeah much more intense for me. Um, but yeah, then just started putting my putting myself out there a bit more, and just realized I wasn't happy. Yeah. And, that I didn't just want to like have sex with a girl, like I want I wanted a girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I wanted um, a relationship. Yeah. How did you meet your current girlfriend? In comedy. Aww, she, she says, says we t- fell in love in a hopeless place. <sighs> uh, that is the most Chicago, thing. Chicago comedy scene. <laughs> I actually almost moved to Chicago to do comedy. Um, my best friend lives in Chicago, but she like ended up getting a job in like. Leesburg Virginia and so I couldn't go up because we were going like live with her mom But like that was the plan it was like to go to Second City I was like this is the dream I'm gonna mm-hmm. be the next Catherine O'Hara this is it this is it um in retrospect very glad that did not happen um because it's very hard in Chicago and it's also very cold it's really cold yeah it is it is very cold I mean I did
2: the same thing I studied acting and then um I went to, I was a acting apprentice at Actors Theater of Louisville working on New American Plays in 08, and then in '09 09 moved to Chicago. All of my friends went to New York to do acting and I was like, I have to go to Second City. Mm-hmm. And so then I moved to Chicago and was doing stand-up and all the Second City stuff. But I can't do any other accents. So... <laughs> <laughs> like, So I'm stuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, all the teachers—they'd always eventually be like, "Okay, no one can play Southern because that's like always what everyone goes for." Like, "Oh, it's real easy to be the cookie," and they're like, "No one except for Allie." We know Allie can't help it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know Allie can't help it. <laughs> when uh, when you guys decided you wanted to date, was like the first date awkward? Was it like, who asked who out? Oh my
2: goodness, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, so we were. It was my 30th birthday, and she came to my 30th birthday party. We were still more so like acquaintances, but just had some close friends in common. Mm -hmm. So two of her close friends were coming to my 30th birthday party and invited her. So she came, and we had a blast. And uh, then she came to my friend's uh, 4th of July party. Or no, hold on. It was July 21st, because that was our first kiss on my friend's (gasps) porch. She got it put, she got the um, what's it called? Uh the coordinates of where that is located on um a bracelet for me. And then on the inside inscribed All My Love and All My Mossy. Mossy's what we call cooter in my family.
1: <laughs> mossy? Okay. Mossy, isn't that disgusting? <laughs> that's great. I love that. I think that's way less gross than cooter. Cooter has been, <laughs> been one of the words that I have never liked. Like I love cunt, I love I pussy, like cooter. but cooter. I think Cooter reminds me too much of my southern roots, and there's many times where I'm like, I don't wanna have southern roots
2: i mean I don't necessarily I don't want to like lick a cooter, but like <laughs> <laughs> like I'd rather lick a pussy, but I just like saying it. I don't know what
1: no, I love it,
2: um, but she came to my friend's party and didn't even like make it into the party. I was <laughs> still a heavy drinker at the time, and I had stolen one of the uh coolers that somebody brought and was hoarding beer by this porch (laughs) and so i discovered that i could hide and hoard this beer by this porch and i could also go back there to pee without anybody taking my beer and so i'm sober now (laughs) (laughs) but so she came in i was like you want a beer i was like i got some over here in my cooler by my pee station (laughs) And so she sat down on the porch and we never even made it into the party. We sat there and talked the whole time.
1: Aww. And
2: at the end of the night I said, Look, I think we got two options. I think either we can be really good friends or you can come home and have sex with me. And she was like, I'll take option number two. And uh
1: <laughs> so we're like went- price is raised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: so she came home with me and earlier that night she had been on a date with a man my, my girlfriend always was a lesbian and then got hetero curious she says mm-hmm. and so she went on a date she'd had sex with this man she has this like lingerie on and she's like trying to tell me like hey i have like dick sweat on me and i'm like ah, just go in the bathroom wipe it off it'll be fine um so (laughs) had a great time that night and then didn't really talk then after we're like i don't know because i was about to move to new york and we knew i was about to move to new york yeah and so it's
1: like why even start something when there's like maybe nothing there yet because it's like a whole new chapter about to happen yeah and then i saw her like a week later at
2: a show. We hadn't really talked, and I saw her at a show. And I was like, I'm going like outside if you want to come with me. And we're just outside. And I just remember we were just sitting there talking. I was like, I'm going to kiss you now. And then I kissed her. And then we spent the rest of the summer just together all the time. And then, like, two months later, I moved to New York. And we decided that we wanted just to be together. So we were long distance for a little bit over a year. And now. Let's see, She's, it's, she moved in with me
1: a little over a year ago now. So it'll be three years in July that we've been wow. together. Um, Speaking of long distance, what are your thoughts on sexting? Like, what did you guys do to keep that year? Look at my face getting red. Like, I'm just,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, just I just can't even, like, I'm not good at, dirt, uh, like, I like to dirty talk, like, a lot and stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. then I get frustrated because she can't understand me with my accent. Oh. Sometimes, like, I let, I let, I'm just not a naturally sexy person.
1: I try, but... You know, but, I disagree. Like, just meeting you, I would not say that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, like, I just touched my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I mean, the thing is, is uh, I mentioned before that I work with adults with autism, and there is one very special adult in my life that I've now worked with for like 10 years, it was eight years that I was with him when I left Chicago and I'm now, I'll be his legal guardian if his mom ever passes. Wow. So he's like my, my family. Yeah. Um. So his mom flies me to Chicago every three months. Okay. And I still do that. And we go and have a blast and, um, oh and I talk to him like almost every day. And so uh, that was really great for us because every You know, three months, I got to be in Chicago, and I'd see him, and I would see her, and go for a week, and then in between that, she would come to New York, and her parents, no longer, but at the point in time, did live in Connecticut. Okay. Perfect. So, it all kind of just, so we wouldn't ever really go more than, like, a month and a half.
1: That's not too bad, because it's, like, I've done long, long distance before, um, very badly and I definitely would say like the six to eight week work is when it like the, the sexual tension starts to really hit mm-hmm. especially if you're not using any outlets uh to do like via sexting or whatnot and I ask because like I have done long distance and I sexting was like my MO I was like yeah. morning, noon, and night like let's Mutually masturbate Via our phone Yeah And it was before I had an iPhone I don't know if you guys remember But you used oh to have goodness. to Go back and forth To see like You said this And he said that Or like she said this And they said that And it was A nightmare to sex You like lose your Momentum and concentration And like don't even get started on the pictures. And when it was not on an iPhone, like you saw nothing. Everything yeah. was so grainy.
2: I think we had to learn though, because when we go a month and a half, and then we spend a week with each other, I mean, we're like rabbits, like oh yeah, constantly going at it, and then moving in together and living together and being together all the time. It's like okay, we're, we might we have lives. We're we're gonna go a day or two and not have sex, and that's okay. Like we don't have to be humping each other every moment.
1: Exactly. I was actually just going to ask, like, how was the transition to, like, moving in together? Did you guys find, like, a new place together, or did she move into your place?
2: Um, well, I got the place with her in mind. So, like, I knew that after I moved into this place that she would be there in, like, a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And we have a roommate as well. So that was the whole thing. So, like, as I'm going, I'm taking pictures of everything. And so, you know, do you like this one? Do you like this one? So. Yeah, okay so i did all the work but <laughs> it was but no hard feelings so it was yeah. worth it
1: no it makes you you make it sound like the transition i built was... her closet wow
2: well i bought the materials and paid someone to build her closet there mm-hmm. it
1: is task <laughs> rabbit but that's yes. was it really <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so new york you guys have been together for three years mm-hmm. is marriage being talked about do you guys want to get married
2: I do. I do really want to get married. I want married, babies. huh, I want all of it. Um, And I think we definitely want to do the marriage thing at some point. I think one of my things right now is I'm getting used to being sober, and that's been really hard for me in the comedy scene mm-hmm. as just giving me a lot of anxiety about, like, how do I go just sit at a bar? How do I go sit at a bar and not drink? Yeah. Um um so I think like one thing is like with the my family are all big drinkers and stuff and I'm like I want to have this like big wedding with my dad walking me down the aisle and all of that. But then I'm like I don't want to pay big money for everyone to get wasted and annoy me. Yeah? No, that's a that's a huge thing. People are going to get drunk at your wedding cuz yeah, it's going to be an open bar. But I also don't want to be that asshole that's like we're just going to have a donut bar. Like
1: yeah, I would get pissed. If yeah, I was exactly. Like my last friend, like, I think I was like 30 grand and they did a cheap wedding and it was still 30 grand. And I was yeah. like, I have not even seen 30 grand in my life not putting it for this. I don't know. I
2: just want my daddy to walk me for some reason. That's real important. No, to me. I totally get that. I'm like the same way. Like, I just I'd be really sweet. And I, I don't think it would happen. my dad didn't care about the gay thing or anything. I mm-hmm. think that was hard for him at first, but he's fine with it now um, and likes melody a lot they've actually my dad and my brother have said like it's better that you're gay because you pick some really shitty guys (laughs) i did i lived in a trailer with a man in college Uh, he was not in college he was a high school dropout i just chose to do that Uh, (laughs) we all have our dark dating days okay um so yeah i think i think he would i just my dad has worked so hard his whole life and um we went he's a lawyer though i mean he makes good money Mm. but Went bankrupt when I was 21 and our house got taken and everything. So he really doesn't have any retirement or have anything. And he's given so much to my brothers and sister. And I, 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 I'm the kid that, like, I hate to ask. Like yeah. Nothing kills me more than asking. You have lived a life. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? 30. I'll be. I'm not 33. I'll be 33 in May.
1: Wow. Like, you've, like, lived a life. You're like, yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Again, that's fucking impressive. Uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Two brothers and a sister. Aww. And where? Like, are they? Do they stay in North Carolina, or did they like move out too? Or were you the only one that moved out? So we got Bubs. He is in Minnesota.
2: He's a monkey doctor. Like, yeah. just specifically only monkeys. He's a primatologist. So he, his main research project is studying the in. Okay. <laughs> the I can't wait intro- for this. Gastro, The gastrointestinal system of the Red Shank Duke of Vietnam.
1: Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> sudden. <in. laughs> One, I'm proud of you for getting that right the first time. Thank you. Two, okay. <laughs> um, any specific reason? Like, that specific uh, species? Like, that specific uh, uh, well, animal? Well... <laughs> I'm not <laughs> even going to try to say it. <laughs> the Red Chang Duke.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bubs, um, so he was attacked by the dog when he was five, His our German Shepherd. And the thing that was really interesting is he got a lot of anxiety after that. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, you know. Of but course. he was not scared of animals, he was scared of people after that.
1: Yeah, when you said anxiety at first, I assumed it was from animals. But then you were like, yeah, he, he was can't still do big classrooms. He can't be around people. It's
2: people. Like, and, I mean, ever since I was in a big girl bed, my mm-hmm. brother slept in the bed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, And as we got older, it's like, if he wanted to sleep, in the, my bedroom door needed to be open so that he could hear me if he was in another room. Like, just always needed someone but for something but he can go out and sleep in a jungle to study monkeys that is but he'll still call me three times a week and be like do you think it's okay if I take two Tylenol like (laughs) I'm like you have two doctorates (laughs) (laughs) you're not be asking me yeah um but if it makes you feel better for me to tell you yep I think you could even take three (laughs) like you can like (laughs) live on the edge (laughs) um but yes, yeah, so we ended up getting exotic animals as a kid because my brother was so into animals. That would be part of the bankruptcy. <laughs> they are expensive. Went buying so many monkeys and not paying your taxes. Wow, they you got monkeys. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Did you get any birds? I we had birds.
2: a lot of birds. We did. We had a cockatoo and a we had parry. A, a red-breasted cockatoo. <gasps> They're so pretty. They're so pretty rosy.
1: You know what? Because of the rosy chest. Yeah. We. Her name was Chewie because of cockatoo. Um, <laughs> we're both just n- nailing it on their names. Oh god, I love it. Just right on the <laughs> nose, yeah. you know, right there. Um, yeah, because I used to want to be uh, uh, not orthonologist. I can't remember the word for it. They just study birds. Um, might be orthonologist. Sure, we're going to go with that. I might be wrong. Tweetytologist? <laughs> <laughs> just tweety bird. Um, so yeah, so I was real popular in school because <laughs> all I cared about were birds. I had a lot of shirts that had birds on them. Mm. Um, but yeah, they are expensive as fuck. They're mad expensive, so expensive. and a lot of upkeep there. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, this has veered so far away from awkward <laughs> sex, from birds, <laughs> birds, to awkward sex. Um, I did want to ask, when did you have your first happy sexual experience? Happy that you were like, I like this. This feels good. Or even like your first orgasm, if you remember. I did a lot of humping as
2: a kid. Um
1: I had so, so, a so did we. We <laughs> yeah. were like just talking about and this. Just
2: so much humping. Pillas, really love to hump a pillow. It feels great. Um I had a life-size mini mouse stuffed animal that I really just gave it to. <laughs> <laughs> And then the worst thing is, is like when I felt like I was like, okay, I'm done with her now, Um, (laughs) is I wrapped it up and gave it to my little cousin for Christmas one year when I was like nine. I was like, it's your turn. Enjoy this. It's like, you are welcome.
1: Yeah. I never knew this happened with my friends. I never talked about it with my friends. But now as an adult, everyone I know, every woman I know hump their stuffed animals and their pillows, and for the longest time, I thought I like walked in on my parents and was like, "This is what adults do. Let me hump this." <laughs> it can't be right. It has yeah. to be like this. Felt great. I just kept doing it because orgasming is amazing, no matter yeah. when it happens. Um, I mean, uh, that sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Um, why was this never talked about? Like, why did we? I guess just because female masturbation like wasn't like mm-hmm. allowed. Nothing was allowed to talk to be talked about.
2: I mean, I stole my mom's vibrators when I was little. How old? like f- like um well this was when I was around like 5 me and my cousin found them <laughs> and we asked my mom we were like what are these and there were like a lot of them <laughs> and we were like well, what are these and my mom said put those away those are massagers <laughs> and
1: she's not lying
2: the next time my mama walked into the room me and my cousin had our shirts off and we were just rubbing them all <laughs> over each other's backs we were just like what are you doing We're like giving massages with your massagers and, oh my god uh, rubbing my mom's vag juices all over each other
1: because i don't know about you guys <laughs> but with my especially as a kid when i got like my first spencer like vibrator i did not use condoms for them and i did not clean them like they were disgusting. They were just like crusty at one point. And I was like, this is fine. Do people use condoms for vibrators? You can. Yeah, you put them on so that way you don't have to clean them. Oh. Um, and I was not smart enough to realize that uh or understand that you should just I just clean them. See, I never did. I'm I'm a gross human. And I, even as an adult now, I struggle with it cuz I'm like it's a chore and it's like you're putting this inside of you. And now, like, I share my toys, obviously, with, like, my um, my partner, my boyfriend. Yeah. So I'm like, you cannot, you cannot not clean these. Um, yeah. But it's like brushing my teeth. Like, I hate brushing my teeth. Like, I know mm-hmm. I have to. I know I have to clean my, my Wee Vibe, but I do not want to.
2: The Wee Vibe. So, yeah, Melody got me one of those um, so that she could, like, yeah. and, you know, because she could control it on her phone from Chicago. Mm-hmm. But... I'm not real good at technology. And <laughs> I was like, look, this is stressing me out, not making me horny. Oh, no. Trying to figure out this damn app.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. But I do
2: like that brand a lot.
1: Yeah. All their products. That, that one that she got you is intense, too, because it is like they control mm-hmm. it, blah, blah, blah. We have the one that it's like a U-shape. Um.
0: So yeah,
2: like, we have that one, too. Yeah,
1: that one I like. It's very good. good. And then we got the...
2: um. We have the longer one, too, that looks just like a regular, well, a purple penis, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> and then we got a cock ring for,
1: for that one.
2: Ooh. Which is nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. When did you, did she ever tell you, like, what it was? Like, when you found it when you were five?
2: No. And no. you know what? I never had any, because of my learned disabilities, I think sexual education normally happened in fifth and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, At my school, and I did not attend because I was at my, so I went to a school where half the day I would do reading, writing, and math with a ratio four students to one teacher Mm -hmm. at this special education school. And then I would go to my regular school for my other subjects, Mm -hmm. and um, that's where the sexual education happened. Well, I didn't get I was I was at my other school during the time, so I didn't get any kind of sex ed classes.
1: That's fucking crazy. I I, never and
2: nobody thought thought to be like, Oh, you know what? She really should know this. So when I got my period in the sixth grade when I was eleven years old, I thought I cut my butthole. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, I thought I cut my butthole and I was so upset and I didn't know what a period was. Yeah. I didn't know. And my teacher had to come in and like, presented, presented me with, like, the world's biggest Band-Aid. And she was like, put this in your
1: underwear. And I'm like, what? Oh, my God. This is, like, this is uh, this is why I, you, you have to teach kids shit. You have to teach kids their fucking bodies. Because if you don't, you just fucking don't know.
2: And then my cousin was mad at me for two months because I got my period before her and she was older. Yeah, you asshole, Tanya. Just kidding, I love her. No, I, w- I talked to her earlier today. I was like, her name would be Tanya.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I made that face. It's so many friends named Tanya in high school, in Virginia. Um, I wish I could. Rem- well, I went to a Catholic school for for middle school, so we, my sex edu- and it was a very small school. It was twelve. It was fourteen girls. No, sorry, fourteen kids, twelve girls and two boys. So it was like this horny ruckus of shit that we created for ourselves. And so there was no sexual education forever. It was like, no, 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 no. Like, you should never have sex. You should never have sex. Even when you're married, you shouldn't have sex, blah, 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 blah. Um, And maybe you'll get like immaculately concepted and like, good for you. Like, you know, (laughs) how, how, what an honor. Um, But finally, it got so bad because like the 12 girls were fighting over these two boys that were like, just like, it was ridiculous. Like, it was just controlling everything that a nun sat us down and was like, look, you will date. And the only reason to date is to marry someone and have a baby. Your sole purpose is to procreate. Like, that was our sex ed. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's you can't, I don't know, you just like can't say that to like a 12 year old or a 13 year old. No. You're just like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, I'm supposed to get married. Like, where there is the rest of my life? Um, so it backfired on them very hard. And I think it just hit like, we seem to be like a very horny like class. Like, the other classes <laughs> didn't seem to like. <laughs> Care as much? I don't know, but we were just like, nah. they were less fun. Mm-hmm. They were less fun. I mean, none of it was good. None of us dated any of the boys. Cause I think all the boys were like, No, like I don't want this either. Um, but it was just such, such a weird situation. And then once I went into high school, a class like the school was like two thousand kids. I was totally lost in that situation where I went from like fourteen to two thousand. That I don't even like really remember the sex education. I just remember it was by the gym teacher because why would it not be? And he was an asshole. And I don't think it was good. I don't think we learned good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Wait, did you get any sex education from your parents? No. Okay. Yeah. I assumed that when you were like my sister brought me. Um. I just wasn't sure. My mom, even though like I know she had.
2: Like we, kn- I was I was so embarrassed about getting my period. I was really ashamed of that and very embarrassed by it. And my sister lived in Florida at the time. And so I would call and talk to her mm-hmm. about things. But I just I couldn't tell my mom. I couldn't but I would need products. So when I would go to the grocery store with my mom would be like, Can I borrow the cart and go to the chip aisle? And then I would like go get chips and then I would hide like pads and tampons underneath the chips. And then, like, my mom would just be like, oh, that's the, thi- there's the things you got from the, st-. like, I'm <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just be like, hey, I noticed you got this. Let's talk about it. She's like, okay, I'm gonna take my
1: sticker back upstairs now. Oh, that makes it even worse to not have, like, your mom to be like, oh, this is normal. You just, you you are becoming a lady. I wouldn't wear,
2: it oh, this is funny. My, um, <laughs> so my sister got married when she was 18 and moved to Florida and, with her husband and <laughs> i went to visit but i got my period and mm-hmm. uh just i think i was fi- i was finally 12 <laughs> had my period in florida it's really messing up my disney world experience and i was so embarrassed i uh, would only wear a pad i was so scared of tampons and i bled through everything and all over her couch no and for her husband it was so embarrassing and i'm crying in the bathroom and Sissy was like, we're supposed to go to the water park today. And you love water parks. I was like, I can't go. No. I can't go anywhere. Stay right here with my pants and my <laughs> underwear. And um, I was, so my sister was like, I'm going to go. Just stay right here. I'm going to go to the store. I'll be back. And she came back with, like, the tiniest tampons she could find. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, she was like, No, we'll just put this in. If you put this in, you can go to the water park. And I was like, I can't. And she was, she was I don't know where to put it. And so she she had me get my leg up and got a mirror. And like my sister like showed me like, Well that's where it is. And then she's like, Here, watch, I'll put one in me. <laughs> and like pulls it <laughs> out. And I'm like, Okay. So we put it in, we go swimming, and then she's like, Hey, you have to, after you wear it for a while, you have to change it and you have to put a new one in. And so she goes with me to the bathroom and she's like, just take the string and pull it out. And I try to pull it out and it hurts so bad. And I start scream crying. I'm like, "And not, I'm not taking it out. <laughs> and my sister's like screaming at me in this water park bathroom. I'm like, you have to take the tampon out. You will get very sick. And I was like, it's staying in there forever. <laughs> and I refused to take it out. And she was like, Allie, pull it out. And I was like, I'm not pulling it out. And finally, my sister had to come into the bathroom. And the only way she had to, my sister had to pull it out for me. And then I wouldn't wear any more tampons for a long time. And um, I was like, you lied to me. You said this would be fine. And when I wanted to go swimming at her apartment, I would, for the rest of my trip, I would take off my pad, put my swimsuit on, and then just dart to the pool. Because she was (laughs) like, it stops in water.
1: Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate. Thank you so much for being one of my listeners. I'm truly so thankful for you guys. You are one of my favorite gifts in the world, and I am so glad I get to do this for you guys. Bye.